That's my ride. Such <laughs> um, <laughs> a stupid line. God you, damn. I can't wait for like a year into this show when we have like a super cut of every time it's gone awkwardly sil- silent and you hear like... <laughs> and me oh swearing. Well, you live in Brooklyn. <laughs> I mean, this is... We live right across from an old people home. Nice. So very often... We'll hear the sirens go wailing up, and then it'll go away silently. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it no, happens. No time. rush. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop and get ice. Um. <laughs> oh God! God damn! Anyway, yeah, I'm a monster. Can... I'm not nice. It's but fine. No, anyway. you're very sweet, actually. I hate to, I hate to burst your bubble. Oh yeah, but, you, <laughs> but this is the show, damn Barry. Like the behind the scenes. No, I'm, I'm actually pretty. All right. Um, so go, let's go back to when you called super the woman racist. A bitch. No, <laughs> Welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, a wrestling fan, introduce professional wrestling to my friend Rachel Millman. Hi! Hey man, what's up? Yeah, I just made like a Dutch baby. It's beautiful. I love making them just because they like look, mo- they look like a creation whenever they come out of the oven and then you can always put a photo of it on like Twitter or Instagram and a million people will be like, what is that? I quote How tweeted it from it? our account. I saw it. Thank yeah. you. It's deli- and also, there's like beautiful sliced apples next to it. It's like, <laughs> it's very good. It's, I mean, it's embarrassing that it is very true that like fall is definitely for white women, but I am like in my flex currently. Yeah. <laughs> it's the time, especially like in the Northeast. Like oh, we just yeah. live in a Yankee Candle catalog. All I live the time. in it. Like it's, it's absolutely like the Northeast. It's my birthday in the fall, you know. Like, I get to have my moment, and then the rest of the year... I What's start. your sign? Virgo? Libra? No, I'm a Libra, but I You, know. like, look disgusted at me when I said Virgo. I'm not a Virgo. I don't, I don't know what any of them are. <laughs> I barely know them. All I know is that, like, people hate Geminis, and apparently Sagittarius is actually Geminis, Donald Trump and Kanye West both Geminis. Just something to think about. So I'm we sorry. Have a yeah, <laughs> we have a guest today. Uh, we are joined uh, by esteemed professional wrestler and comedian Dan Barry. Dan oh, hey guys. Hi. Hi. I'm What's a Pisces. Your sign? I'm a Pisces. You're Pisces. I'm actually on the cusp of Aquarius and Pisces. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm a cusp, but I know that's sort of like. Is it cop out? Just picking the best of both worlds on horoscopes. I mean, like I don't like this one, so I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> I, uh, that means I you're know. like very emotional, right? Yeah, I get super depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I have two. I have two performance-based jobs, and I can tell you right now that it's the worst. <laughs> like, you ever just sit in your room and just be like, "I'm not even good enough at anything I do." <laughs> like, it's not yeah. even start. like constantly. Absolutely, yeah. That's all I do. I did. I was hesitant to say a cusp because I know it's like contested in like more serious astrology circles. Yeah, but I then you're like- seriously debating astrology, and at that point, we're really. We're, we've it's gone fine. over they some know, deep end. They have so much more self-analysis than I do, so I respect them. Yeah, for it's it. like, oh, like, <laughs> oh, the stars tell you exactly how you're going to be. Nah, like, you know, my dad leaving was also a pretty big implement <laughs> influence in my life. My mom not showing me affection. There's another one. Like, you know what I mean? We are getting into it on this podcast. <laughs> but, right, so I you're think it's funny. You are like an absent dad rising. Uh, yeah, there's a reason I will never have children. It's because, like, I'm gone all the time, and it's like, I don't want to recreate that lifestyle. That's why. Yeah, I follow you on Instagram, and as far as I can tell, you you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport. That's At your this home. point, I do, yeah. It's bad. I, uh, it's not a good airport, either. It's fucking terrible. Like, it's the worst airport. However, it's the cheapest to fly out of, definitely. 
Uh, I found it super cheap to fly out of there. It's just the downside Atlanta, that you have to drive through Dallas. Atlanta, Chicago, and Las Vegas are the three cheapest, actually. Really? Oh, actually, Charlotte's not that bad either. Because cheap. It's, what's that? Las Vegas is like Vegas is always cheap because I think they supplement their their, their airlines because they want people yeah. coming and spending yeah. money. Uh, Atlanta, because that's the hub for De- uh, Delta. So Delta flights go out there super cheap. Um, Chicago, I think it's like United and American are big there. So in Southwest. What's your favorite airport? Um, so there's two for very different reasons. Um, I love, uh, Burlington, Vermont airport Ooh. because it's literally the size of a house. Yeah. It's like the smallest little airport. I'm going, I'm driving to Burlington, Vermont tomorrow and I, uh, I wish I was flying cause that airport's like, you can go through, like you can see the other side of security, like when you get to the airport, which is, I've never in That's my life adorable. experienced. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is, uh. For very different reason, and you're gonna, everyone's gonna disagree with me on this, but it's uh, Orlando, and it's because it's such a shitty airport. But if you ever forget to buy a souvenir for a family member, mm. you have a Disney store and a Universal store, oh. and they'll never know. You can just <laughs> for the is- extra five dollars, you could be like, "No, I got you this at Disney." It was like, "Oh my god, that's so nice." <laughs> that is, I really like that. Like. That says a lot of like, okay, I want to make sure I did the right thing, but I have to find a way to cut a corner. Yeah. I really oh, yeah. like the uh, Minneapolis airport. I actually, uh, I've only been in it for layover. I've never actually been in it it's to because like. because it's a lay. it's known as a layover airport yeah. that like, it's essentially, it's a super nice mall. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But everyone in there is insanely nice and every store you go into, they give you something for free. So I really? had like a four hour layover there once and I went from like the Aveda store and I got some tea and then I got some like cheese in another store and I was like, this fucking rules. <laughs> this is the best time. Have you ever done comedy at the Mall of America? No, I have not. I'm it still... like you have. I'm I, ha- I haven't, but that's like one of my weird career goals is to like bomb at the Mall of is America. Is that because that's where Monday Nitro was or do you think it's just because... <laughs> I just think it's really funny that there's a comedy club in the Mall of America. There's a comedy I've done... club at my old mall in Albany. Yeah. Pauly Shore was just there. Sweet. <laughs> I did uh, what's the? There's a comedy club at the one, um, the Palisades Mall. I've done that one. What is that one called? I forget. That's a huge mall. Yeah, it's a giant mall. It has like a Ferris wheel. And it has the it. Ferris wheel. It has the IMAX theater, which mm-hmm. is definitely where I saw the Dark Knight, like a little dweeb. What did I see there? I saw I saw something there when I was in college, and I don't remember what it was now. And I'm, why am I forgetting it? Because I remember it being like very big that I went and saw this movie. <laughs> Mission Impossible 2. That's probably it. Yeah. That's a good guess. Yeah. That's yeah. a good guess. Yeah, with the, is that the one with the motorcycles? Yeah, that's yeah. the John Woo one. Yeah, jo- yeah that's, every John Woo movie has doves and motorcycles, and I love it. So I know <laughs> that like, Mission Impossible 2 is like the bad, and it's John Woo's worst movie, but like it's so funny. The stuff with the masks and everything. Oh, yeah. And like the voice boxes that they have that well, are essentially Band-Aids. It's a really funny any, movie. Any Mission Impossible movie or any movie like that, like I, it's the same reason that like, like I'll go to like any Broadway show, and it's because it's a popcorn movie. Like it doesn't need to be good. Yeah. You're not you're not in it to be like, ooh, the story is so great. Like you care about you know Tom Cruise blowing up a fish tank. Like that's what you really care about. <laughs> you don't actually care about like like the story and the arc. Like oh, there's too many twists in the story. Really, that's what you were concerned about. Like, I have such low standards for movies I see in a theater. I'm like, if. If I get to like be high and it's dark and I can eat popcorn, I'm gonna like it. I'm not gonna have a bad time. 
if MoviePass had survived, I would be getting dumber by the second. I would just <laughs> constantly go see like the stupidest shit possible. I do that I miss now because like former guests of the show, Tim Faust and I used to have like Tuesday night drunk where basically we would just get we would sneak like lima ritas into like the really shitty movie theater on like 19th at the top of union Square. live your best life yeah and we saw um the boy next door which is actually like an incredible incredible who's in that movie it's j-lo fucks like her hot teenage neighbor he's 19 don't worry um that sounds great it's it has chekhov's epipen is all i will say oh of course it's so good it is truly like is it a comedy no No, it is like a a lifetime movie because like she hooks up with the boy next door and then he goes back to school and she's a high school teacher and he yeah uh he's 19 so it's like really like on the line of like what are y'all doing but um he gives her what they claim to be an original printing of the iliad oh shit (laughs) they do that in uh they do that in Fifty Shades of Grey, too. They're like, these are first editions. Yeah, it's like, it gives what? you like a Guggenheim Bible or something <laughs> <can>. like that. <laughs> yeah, first edition of the Iliad, definitely. Wait, the kid gave it to her? Yeah, but it's... So she lets him smash, and yes. then he goes... He's hot, so I get it. And he it. goes... Well, here's the Iliad. <laughs> she's, yeah. And, and she's he, like, but I'm a teacher. And he's like, And eh. then he cuts the brakes to John Corbett's van. It's okay. really good. Way to spoil it. That's not a spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to see it. It wasn't going to see it. You, weren't, you didn't have plans to see oh, it? Oh, no. On the list store? of things I wanted to see, it's not. <laughs> it's like. It's like rewatch Spice World. <laughs> that's a good movie. It isn't, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> it's a hard day's night with the Spice Girls. It's really not a good movie. I, that, I mean, the way that sounds like a good movie to me. Except it's not. <laughs> no, it's like it's, real dumb. There was I. The, used, I don't smoke weed anymore, but I used to aggressively, and I remember I would like. I like I, the use of aggressively. Aggressively, like <laughs> this is the only thing you do in marijuana when you're smoking is if you do it aggressively, just like no, give me more. Like I need to function through the day. But it would be like eat an Edmonds cake. And watch either Battlefield Earth or Spice World. Those are my that was my life. And because um, Battlefield Earth, if you ever watched that movie, it's like on a thirty degree yeah. angle the whole movie, so you just get a tilt of your head. That <laughs> is a wild way to have a. How long was this period in your life? Oh, like a decade. <laughs> I assume you were nineteen to twenty nine. Uh, I was fourteen to. 24? Yeah. That's actually getting it out of the way early. Yeah, I don't I do anything Battlefield anymore. Battlefield Earth and Spice World. Yeah, because like, here's what happens. Like, every every night on, like, the movie channel or, like, uh, Showtime, it would be, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'd be getting home, uh, and it would be... I would have snuck out and came back in when sure. I was 14, but, like, whatever. Like, I'd come back home, and I'd turn on TV, and I was high, and I was eating cake, and... Uh, <laughs> All I did was eat a marshmallow. It was an enemy, a marsh, marshmallow ice devil's cake. That's what it was. Marshmallow ice devil's this cake. Just, you're just describing my first apartment. Yeah, this is, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I'd eat until I, I had to, I had swallowed for no reason. And then I would just, you know, like the, <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're out of breath because you ate too so fast. <laughs> oh boy, this cake is really steep. <laughs> but like, like I, I, the reason I stopped smoking weed was basically because I how much I was eating, and it was like I'm gonna get real fat, and I got like real depressed. You didn't do like my favorite thing is whenever somebody is like committed to like 
they want to get healthier, but they don't want to, like, change all of their habits. So they don't change anything about how much they smoke weed, but they just put, like, carrots out instead. Uh, yeah, no, that was um, <laughs> it was funny. I was on the amateur wrestling team, and it was like, you know, where it's like, oh, you're going to eat lettuce and drink water, and that's all you're going to be able to eat. And then it's like, that year I discovered weed? And I was like, this oh, no. is never happening. <laughs> He's like, how'd you gain four pounds? I'm like, I don't know, I'm in the big weights. And like, it's just, and, so, yeah, uh, were you wrestling? So you were, like, you wrestled in high school. I did, yeah. Yeah, I played soccer, wrestled. And then how did you get into, when did you get into pro wrestling? I was 17. 17. Yeah. So still heavy in the Spice World Battlefield. Yeah, that definitely, uh, like, <laughs> it was part of my darker parts, like my, my shady sides of Dan Barry. Um, I like that both of these movies are ostensibly about, like, the world or the earth. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. That's a good through line. I like to think about, like, the, the globe as a whole like is yeah. it spicy or is it at war and I need what to know what <laughs> overlapping actors are there in those movies I have to figure it out later because there's got to be at least one right overlapping I mean I want to say Alan Cumming for whatever reason even though I know probably not I don't He's imagine the, Alan Cumming you know who's in Spice World is uh, Hugh Laurie yes that's who is the villain in uh, Spice World yes House. I don't like, think Dr. House made his way over to the John Travolta. <laughs> I don't know. He was kind of like a struggling actor at the time. Yeah, but he did like yeah, 101 in, Dalmatians. In and, yeah, yeah. yeah he was like a comedy guy. Yeah, yeah. like you know, he was a struggling actor to like Americans. Like, yeah. He was like well good in England. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen his sketch show with Stephen Fry? Yeah, I That was yeah. like a was comedy really funny. central thing. Yeah. Really good. It was like, fun. I, what was it? He did the one about like the country singers trying to figure out who's going to solve the world's problems. And as it gets to like the chorus where he solves, he's like, hey. <laughs> 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 Runs out of stuff to say. Yeah. <laughs> Classic bit. It's a good bit. I am. Um, yeah. What other like shitty movies are there? Because I love talking about. Uh, well, yeah. What are your favorite shitty movies? Uh, Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. Um, I've never even heard of. Oh, one. exactly. Maybe just nodding in a familiar manner. So, yeah, you have the room. Santa Claus and the Ice Cream. The room yeah. is uh, the given. That's Classic. like the easy yeah, one. Right? Yeah. Then you have Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. Plan Nine from Outer Space. Another one that's a, a generic. Yeah, everyone hates Ed it. Would. Um, same thing with like Birdemic. Um, if you ever watch, uh, so they have uh, riff tracks. Yeah. So. What my friends and I will do is like a riff tracks will be coming out and we'll be like, oh, there's like a real horrible movie. There's a riff tracks for it. And so what we do instead is we watch that movie initially sober, just <laughs> watching this movie. Oh, that's so idea. what was that? What was the one? Um, oh, riff shit. tracks. Greatly. Improved. There's a mystery science theater one where it's like Torgo. Torgo. Like oh, the, yes. No, it's fine. I know which um, one. Torgo. <laughs> uh, uh, Man House, the Hands of Fate. Manos. That's yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. Um, time. But we watch it sober and we watch it with no like no like under track or whatever. You have to watch the whole thing and then you can watch the riff track because <laughs> you want to see how many things that we noticed and then they'll notice also. Yeah. Oh, that's um, fun. They I, also have some in Twilight which I thought was one of the one of the funnier ones I've ever seen. I that's I do a show kind of like that in Austin. It's like a live like mystery science theater thing. You never thing. booked me for it. Hmm? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you, book you never bo book, book me for it. I'm just saying. Hey. I did that with wrestling videos. We did that with wrestling yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that, but because of that, I have seen the movie I've seen the most in my life is Fifty Shades of Grey, because <laughs> I've had to. We've done that show so many times, and I had to watch it so many times to like write jokes for it. Yeah, like. Tw twice as much as my favorite. You movie. have to watch it at least like three or four times just to get the jokes for it. Like yeah. it's yeah. not even easy. Um, the the he, they said like the the mystery science theater guys are like they're like we had to watch Man of the Hands of Fate like five times to get the jokes, <sighs> and then we had to watch it through. Yeah, yeah. 
the and whole time. The best I part about that is Mr. Science Theater, the whole, like, the bits of, like, the people punishing them and everything else, they just kept apologizing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest. That was my favorite part about all of it. It was just like, look, all right, this one's really rough. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think the riff tracks for 300 improved the movie by, like, an incredibly vast... Riff Martin. tracks for every Transformers movie or riff Ooh. tracks for the Twilight first Twilight movie. Yeah, There's the a first scene Twilight? the scene where oh, Robert man. Pattinson's walking into the cafeteria and it's just uh <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it turns to go, yes. ladies. Oh ladies? boy. Oh. oh boy. I think I still have that on like a dying iPod somewhere. I have Aww. yeah. We'll we'll buy the riff track and then we just uh sync it to the movie and yeah, then we yeah. play it on the DVD and like my my friend Sean has like a like a book of just these DVDs. It's like I don't know what we're gonna do with all these. <laughs> Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny is a really good. Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny riff tracks. Watch that. Find that. Okay. Okay. It is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Or uh, <laughs> Buffalo Rider. That's another one. Buffalo Rider. Buffalo um, Rider. The guy just rides a buffalo. <laughs> Like, there's a scene in the movie where he legitimately gets attacked by a puma. Like, that's a legit... While he's on a buffalo? No, like, they're filming... attacked by a puma? Yeah, no, like, he's filming... He's filming... They're filming the movie, and then, like, a puma legitimately attacks him. And then there's another scene where it's, like, they're following this this, uh, raccoon around, and the raccoon, like, goes in the river. It's like, oh, no, it looks like it's old trouble for this. And then, like, it goes... And then, like, oh, no, he was okay. It was like, no, he, he was killed by a mountain lion. Like, the, the raccoon was killed by a mountain lion. And then they just have a new raccoon that looks nothing like the previous oh, raccoon. Oh, man. It it's is like so the good. Lemmings thing in oh, that Disney yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so, oh, they, the, they made a whole video game franchise out of Disney murdering people. That's another favorite thing. I, there's a video game called Lemmings. Oh, that's you're going right. up. It was like, oh. oh, look, they jump off of things. It's like, no, Disney killed them. It's like, yeah, didn't they have them? On like basically, it was like a huge record, and they like spun it, so they like flew off. Yeah, like they're just they're just shooting them off, like yeah. we're like shooing them in. And <laughs> it's why I can't watch Milo and Otis. Oh, that's another one. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a too bummer. Upsetting. Too upsetting. Um, do you ever see? You ever hear about Nanook of the North, which is like the first yes. documentary? How great! Like it's like. Those people, like, they're, like, cars directly next to them. Like, the camera's framed on these guys, like, holding, like, spears, like, and dead seal. And it's, like, if you pan to the right, it's, like, a, there's, like, a Kmart. Like, it's just so stupid. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, oh, look, it's, uh, that's what the life is. It's, like, oh, man. Yeah, the ancient, the ancient ways of these people. Yeah, yeah. 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 The guy's, like, wait, what do you want me to do now? Am I going <laughs> to throw? What's my motivation? Yeah. Well, let's, let's bring it back. <laughs> that's too funny. Are you retiring or do you just like attention? So, <laughs> you know who gave me the most shit for it was Chuck Taylor. And what bothers me is that he did shit. the same thing. <laughs> Here's exactly what happened. This is, I'll tell you the 100% truth. I legitimately was like, eh, I should stop wrestling. I'm, I'm hurt. I, at the time, it was like, um, so right now I have like a torn labrum in my shoulder. Like I'm kind of fucked up. I have sciatica. It's pretty bad. Um, and I'm in a little bit of pain. And I was like, you know, uh, I talk about depressing, depression, whatever, like wrestling it was a major depressor for me because it's like... Really? Yeah, well, because... So me and Bill were a very successful tag team. We were doing real well. We had a lot of opportunities that we were moving towards. And then Bill got a job working for the railroad. And it's like, Bill made the decision. Like, this makes more sense for my life. I can't base yeah. my life on potential. I have to do what I'm definitely going to get. And um, I don't judge him for that. It's very, like, yeah, smart. Like, we're all blue-collar guys. Like, that's where we come from. Like, yeah. you know... Um, but when he left wrestling, people were like, well, fuck Dan Barry then. And it, it's not like, and it's, it's the way of the world, right? Like it's, you know, if you're a two man comedy team and then one of them goes away, it's like, yeah. you know, one's really booking the one man comedy team, you know? Um, so for me, it was like, oh man, like 
the depression part of Dan Barry, which is like, I don't feel like I'm good enough at any particular thing, so I'm always going to be mediocre at everything. And then Boy, my, I feel that. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> hard. And then the other part was I have to base my self-worth on somebody else's availability. Mm. And that hurts even more. Yeah. So now you're like, fuck, I'm real depressed about all this. And I got like real sad boy about it. So I was like, you know what? Like one day I sitting there, I was like, you know, I think it's my last year in wrestling. And my original goal was to just like kind of go like, hey, by the way, next month's my last year in wrestling. That's what I was originally going to do. Right. But it really weighed on me because I knew it was going to be February of 2019. That's when I was going to do it. So I was like, it was, it was like, it was eating at me. I got like real upset about it. And I was like, I just have to say this so I get it off my chest. I was like, look, that's it. I wrote that whole thing about I'm going to retire in February. And everyone's like, you can't retire. And it's like, motherfucker, you weren't booking me before. It's yeah. not like suddenly like, so I started getting more bookings after I announced I was <laughs> retired naturally. Um, and uh, I did OTT in Dublin and it was like my, I was there for a wedding and I was there for a christening and I, I just texted the guy, uh, messaged the guy. I'm like, hey man, like, I'm in town. I'm really like, you know, I don't want a lot of money. I just want to come in. He's like, no, I'll pay you, right? You're good. Like, well, it's fine. We'll put you up. It's all good. So I'm like, okay. So I go, end up being the best experience of my life. Like, I can't, like, if, if I if I were to play you the match, you'd be like, what? That's not, because you've been to a show. You've seen me a show. Like, even my responses here, like, even if I get a pop, it's not that big. It's like, it's pretty big, but it's not that big. There, it was huge. And you I didn't, don't sell yourself short. No, but, but like, I understand, like, this was a very special Yeah, it was, yeah. it was like, I was blown away. And it was like, wow, that's crazy. And then I did PWG, and I came out, and I was a surprise at PWG, and I walked up, and I did my thing, and I got a huge respect for that. And I was like, oh, that was cool. So I had, like, these two good moments going into it. And then somebody goes, you know, it's a shame you're not going to be at WrestleMania next year, because we really want to use you for this, this, and this. And I was like, all right. So... <laughs> Twist my arm. So, you know, like, I have student loans. Like, I really can't be. <laughs> but I, I, I started talking about it, and Bill was talking to me. He's like, dude, like, let's just, you know, this, this. And we started having a conversation, and the conversation was like, I still have things I want to do. Yeah. So um, wrestling in England is on that list. Um, going back to OTT is on that list. Wrestling, we have some listeners who, like, love OTT. Like, yeah. been- Hands down, like, I can't express enough. I love pro wrestling. I love fans. Wrestling fans are awesome. Uh, some of them can be horrific people but <laughs> wholesale they're great yeah. people yeah. they just they like wrestling they like the uh the sport of it they like they appreciate it they understand what's happening and they're very happy to be a part of it in ireland i don't know what happened i don't like to this <laughs> day um i got tweets last night because they did um they had a show last night and they do a video package and the video package was finn balor mm-hmm. and then i was in it and somebody was like, Dan Barry got a bigger pop than Finn Balor did. And I was like, what? Oh, like, yeah. it's like, no, first off, no yes. fucking way. No fucking way. I was like, second. So now, They're used to him. They're used to him. You're a new flavor. But I think, I think they, somebody said that it was like, it was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> really? Um, but that all like came to a head. And I was like, you know what? I want to live my goals. Maybe I want to hit my, hit my goals before I go. And yeah. it was like, um, I gave myself that time limit because to me it was like, the matches I want to have, like I want to wrestle Bill in a hardcore match because I we've always just said like we want to kill each other in a hardcore yeah. match, which makes no sense to anybody, but it, it does to us. <laughs> so we I get it. We shot yeah. an angle for Beyond Wrestling, and then Bill's not really available for any of their shows, and so it's like, well, I guess that was stupid. Uh, so now we have WrestleMania weekend. I don't know if it's gonna be announced yet, but it will be. Uh, we're gonna have a match on a show. Sweet. And uh, we're just not gonna say what show. Yes, well, uh, it'll be announced. Wait. It'll we be announced eventually. It. I think within the next couple of weeks it should be announced. So it should be fine. I'm not really concerned. But we're wrestling WrestleMania weekend. Um, You're doing the hardcore match then. We, uh, that's the plan. That's Hell what yeah. I refuse. Even if they told me no. Um, <laughs> tell us which show so we can put it into our schedule for sure. <laughs> tell, yeah, tell us. After. I'll tell you afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so then we have that, and then um, 
in the coming weeks, week or two, there'll be an announcement that's a cool part of my checklist. So I go, oh, cool. That's on my Sweet. checklist. And then um, I have one more I want to do, which is Germany, which I was going to try and do in November, but I can't now. Um, but I was going to try and go. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to retire uh, when I very much feel like it. it's 99% going to be next year because, <laughs> I mean, I... To put in perspective, like people don't understand this, like I work a full time job where I work seventy hours a week yeah. generally, right? When I'm traveling home, I will use my travel miles. I'll have my company fly me to the next city sometimes because mm-hmm. it's like I don't have time to go home, catch a plane, come back. So I'll go. Um, so September, I left on September 9th. I get home September twenty seventh. Like I just was gone the road that whole time, Ooh. and it was like real job wrestling, real job comedy, yeah. real job, and like you're just bouncing around. I'm living in hotels, and it's like. It's kind of rough, you know, and it's um, it's a lot easier when you're not limping. Uh, so right. if I could just use it for comedy and I feel like um, <laughs> or like behind the scenes wrestling stuff, like I love wrestling. I never want to leave the idea of wrestling, but I just don't want to be that. You want to do commentary and stuff? Yeah, like managing commentary yeah. or like behind the scenes, like producing or like helping the young guys. Like I've uh, there's a reason all the g- kids call me dad, and it's because Aww. it's literally me being like, first off, what are dad you fucking Barry. doing? Yeah, it's dad Barry, and it's <laughs> it's always me like, first off, what are you an idiot? Like stop being, you know. And then you try and wheel them in. Um, it's real funny because they call me dad Barry, and I'm like, uh, some of the things I've said to you people, like I don't think you should call me dad. <laughs> I'm not a like, positive father figure. No, for I'm you. definitely not. Like <laughs> because I, I'm very like I, I'll say something. It's that sounds horrific at the start, and then I break it down and explain it to them, and they go, "Oh, okay, no, that makes sense." But like, so you talk them into horrible well, what I said that, and ideas. What I said that in one kid, one guy uh, who I won't say his name goes, "What do you think of my match?" I'm like, "That was like a sociopath wrote a pro wrestling book and tried to recreate it six months later." And he's like, <laughs> that "Whoa!" Sounds like a compliment. No, he was, he, he was like. Wow, I was like, well, yeah, but here's why. It's because you understand what wrestling is, but you don't understand how to do it. You're coming up with these ideas that you think are gonna do, it, and you start breaking it down. And they go, oh, okay, and you start like having this conversation, and it's like tough love, Dad. Yes, Perry. I'm very much swinging hard at first, <laughs> but it's because no, that's like Dad stuff. For Absolutely, sure. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it up as you go. I like the idea of uh, you becoming like the Bill Hicks of wrestling, where you just get really big in Ireland oh, and God. just like go there. Can and- I tell you? Like no one like here you don't wrestle in America anymore. You just only wrestle in Ireland. The amount of people who uh, have said to me like, "What if you just wrestled in, in Ireland?" <laughs> like it was, <laughs> like um, it was a legit like career plan for you. Somebody called me the adopted son of Ireland, and then somebody was like, "No, he's the adopted dad of Ireland." <laughs> Aww, well, I'm, you know, I like that. I'm just the, I'm just the old man now, which is funny because I'm 35 and people think I'm 48. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> to me. Um, well, you've been Cabana, wrestling like a pretty long time. Yeah, Cole Cabana thought he was old, that I was older than he was, and it was like when he heard it Does wasn't, he, he got really upset. But then, like, wait, how old is he? Uh, it's like 38, 39 or something like that. He just was like, "Wait, I thought you were older than me." And it's like because we both started like similar time frames, mm-hmm. and then like I, I've always kind of just looked like an old man, so I just have like this old man approach, <laughs> so this receding hairline and like white in my beard stuff. It just never went away. I mean, I just assume you're Irish, right? A hundred percent. We age like milk. Like <laughs> aggressively, and we smell bad. Like yeah, it's, pretty much. Pretty much. My, my my dad said, my, "My you know, my dad said it was like you know, when you were aging, it's like just one day you're super old. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's like, it's a lot younger than like other nationalities. Like it's always very like like there are like um, like Asian people who will be like young, 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 young." 
107. Like, yeah. It's like, for us, it just happens to hit in our 20s. It's like, oh, man. It's um, it's that it's that joke about Russian women, too. Yeah, same deal. They're like a model and then a, one day a babushka. Yeah, yeah. Like, nothing in between. The babushka is like a real, like, sudden, like, my friend John's uh, wife is uh, Russian, and he's just sitting there, he's, like, looking at her mom, he's like, that's gonna be her one day. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like on her fiftieth birthday, she's gonna come out with the cloak. She's just gonna, <laughs> she's gonna come out and she's gonna be, you know, offering like some Russian treat you've never heard of before. I feel like I already look older than my mom. Like I feel like I'm in the I, last no, like I've year or two. Mom. You, your mom looks, your mom looks like your mother. She's like, <laughs> I just feel like she's aging a lot better than I am, and she's sixty. <laughs> like that, that's you know, my older brother looks like he's my age. And it's mm-hmm. upsetting me a little bit. Yeah. It's like, man, why didn't you get these jeans? Why didn't you get the <laughs> crow's feet at 21? Like, what happened <laughs> in your life? I, that- I feel like I'm having, like, the... I hope my brother doesn't listen to this. He'll get mad. I feel like when we were younger, my brother was, like, the, the, like, the handsome guy, like, the more attractive child. And I was, like, kind of the ugly duckling. And now I feel like he's, like, he's losing his hair. He's, uh, he sells beer. So he's getting, like, a little beer belly. And I feel like now I'm, like, I'm, like, the hotter one. I'm, like, pretty excited about it. My sister and I generally swap who was the one who's in, like, a depressive swing and has, like... <laughs> Gained a little who's bit. having who's having the mental breakdown who's having it not like a breakdown just kind of like not leaving the house and then who has been like going out and leaving like lauren likes to hike a lot i don't think she listens to this but like this isn't really like an insult she just like she knows we both know like we've talked about how we like kind of like re- reflect each other's like cycles of like i'm doing great i uh, not good <laughs> yeah like, i ate leftover bread <laughs> that's, that's, I had midnight bread because I had nothing else midnight in the house. Bread. Yeah. Oh, I had midnight bread last night. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I had it when I got home because I get home I from I get home bread. from picking up apples and I came home and I was like, oh, I gotta eat before I come here. And so I was like, what do I have? And I was like, I got white bread. I'm like, do I have any peanut butter and jelly? No, I do not. <laughs> Time to bread. roll up some white bread. And eat that. Like, I'm not yeah, a roll it into the ball. Yeah, like just, I know. I tried to make it like a like a delicacy, so I rolled it like I was rolling a joint, and I just like just <laughs> ate. I hate it's my a white bread. bread taquito. Yeah, I just, like a bread <laughs> joint. Yeah. If you ever, that's like the delicacy. So like, um, the Mick Foley book about like eating peanut butter and bread, like whatever he says in his book, like wrestlers did. When I first started wrestling, that was like what we did. We were just like, well, Mick Foley did it. Like, what? What? I have well, not Mick read Foley Mick Foley's book. So Mick Foley's book, he's like, he's like, you know, you be, you be on the road, and it's like you're doing road trips, and to save money, you eat like peanut butter and bread because mm-hmm. it has like your, your sugars, protein, your, your carbs. Protein. Yeah. So. I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. And so I would eat, like, what I would do is I'd put the peanut butter on and then I would roll it. And I would eat it like that. <laughs> and it looked like these, like, fake, like, fancy desserts. Like, it was like, yeah. oh, look, we got rolled. Like, oh, we have a peanut butter roll wrap. And it's like this stupid little Slice thing. Slice in little spirals. That's a white person taquito. Oh, for it's sure. so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it so was, like, Wonder Bread and, and Skip. <laughs> Skippy, you know what I mean? Uh, smooth or chunky? I'm smooth. Oh, I like chunky. I, I, um, don't. <laughs> That's, most people, most like people when they like, especially like smooth enthusiasts are like, "That's disgusting. You're disgusting." It's fine. Person. I like chunky sometimes. I, like, I like the I like the uh, the natural peanut butter, but like the no stir kind. Because oh. I hate when you open it and there's like the oil, inches water. of oil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awful. And you stir it and it makes like the most disgusting noise ever. It's <laughs> no thank you. Ew. No thank you. Oh. What is your what is the worst gig you've ever done? Comedy wise, how long have you been doing comedy? By the way, so I started comedy in 2011, uh, but I was very much like um, 
Uh, why? So, was, so <laughs> why? Uh, this, uh, this, so this is a true story. I was working on a show called The Marriage Ref, which was on NBC. Oh yeah. I, was, I worked back behind the scenes on it. I was, oh. in, I was a producer for a while. Uh, that's oh, long that's since cool. Gone. No, I hated it. Really? Um, I hated it. How'd uh, you get into that? Why? Well, okay. So we'll go all Sorry, over. sorry. No, no, it's fine. So I was... Um, <laughs> I'm just curious. I like producing. I no, produced I, a bit. I liked... The elements I liked about producing were none of the elements I was doing producing. Mm. It was... I was working 90% of the things I didn't like to do the 10% of things I did like. Got it. And yeah, that yeah, bothered yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and there's the old saying, like, do, like, three for them, one for you. Like, that type of argument. Mm-hmm. It was, like, 45 for them and then maybe one for me yeah, before I had to Yeah, if you're lucky. So I had... Um, I was a maintenance man for a water utility, and I was very upset. I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and uh, I was working, and, like, so, okay, so you have, like, this is going to be really, really fucking boring, but you have a water tower, okay. and then you have a pump house, right? Okay. So the water, the pump house pumps the water into the water tower. So when I am building those two buildings, I'm going to try and create, in my own head, and this is logic, the shortest distance between those, so I have to exert the least amount of energy to get water into that water tower. Sure. Right? I follow. My boss was convinced that a pipe would not go straight from the water tower to the pump house, but would rather come back out at a 90 degree, come back in at a 90 degree, and come back in at a 90 degree. He thought that an engineer decided, fuck it, we need extra pipe, and would run it this awkward way. Me being... I hope that guy's dead now. Actually, he is, but he's... (laughs) <laughs> but he was like, uh, he's like one of those like old union guys. Like, yeah, you know, buddy, I'm pretty sure you go over there. You're going to find it. It's going to water come down to pump. It's going to come down 90. It's going to bang another 90. So he told me there's bang only. Bang a 90. going to bang a 90 and bang another 90 right in. It's going to be this old pipe. It's going to be. And so I'm like, listen, I'm like, this is wrong. And he goes, okay, well, the only place we can check to dig this, we don't want to do it on the good lawn. There's a little gap, an island. He goes, I want you to dig in there. And we can't get the backhoe in there because it's way too narrow. So you got to dig it by hand. And it's about six feet down because in New York, you have to have things under six feet because there's a frost level. So I had to dig six feet with my fucking hand. It started raining. So I'm miserable. And I'm just digging, hand digging in the rain. And it's pouring on me. And I'm fucking so tired. And it's like the middle of summer. And I'm like, I'm shoveling, I'm shoveling, I'm shoveling. I'm like, I'm digging, I'm digging. I'm not finding what I'm looking for. I'm just getting further and further into this hole. I'm like, this is a fucking metaphor for my life. And I got out of the hole. I was like, there's no fucking pipe. It's over there. I'm going to college. So I went and I registered for Nassau Community College. This is 100% true. I had dropped out of Nassau Community College. And I was like, I'm going back. And I went back to Nassau. And I signed back up. And um, I was like, I made a huge mistake. And then like a week later, I, uh, uh, I got hurt at work. And it was a real bad, I fucked my shoulder up real bad. And he was like, no, like you, this isn't covered because we can't prove, because you're a wrestler, I can't prove this oh, happened here. That. So fuck I that. was like, I was like, oh man, fuck you. And I was like real pissed off about it. And I was like, well, whatever, I quit. And like, I was done. Uh, I went back to college, um, whatever. I went to college, I went to SUNY New Paltz, upstate New York. Uh, not even upstate, it's like mid-state New York. The thank alma mater you. of, uh, thank you. I don't like upstate. Former alma mater of former guest Chris Cubis. That's What's right. Pulse? That's, right. That's a. We might have been there at the same time. Um, I wish yeah. I'd gone there. Honestly. What's that? Do you I know, know the name. I definitely feel like if I saw him, I'd know who it he's, was. Well, he's also like a very distinctive looking person. He's a big, uh, round black guy with like a fro on top and then dreads in the back. 
I okay. feel like he's hard to miss. That is an incredibly unique individual. <laughs> yeah. He is like a creative character from a wrestling video game, <laughs> yeah. so I don't understand. People used to confuse him, I like, because he's With a comic. With what? A cartoon? <laughs> a muffin. <laughs> like, a muffin. <laughs> people, I, because he does comedy, and uh, we were, like, booked on a festival together, and people kept thinking he was Reggie Watts, just because people are, like, racist. Like, yeah. he doesn't look like Reggie Watts. It's Michael Jordan. <laughs> Wait a second. But he took, like, a, like, Probably a dozen pictures with people who thought he was Reggie Watts. That's that so funny. That's perfect. That's but anyway, so yeah. Suny Paltz. Uh, so I went Suny to New Paltz. I got my I got my degree. I got a job working for NBC out of college, and I worked on the marriage ref. I was a PA that would work into an AP. Mm-hmm. So I was working on that show, and the host was a guy named Tom Papa. Yep. And I was telling him a story. I was telling a story to a bunch of people about just whatever. I don't even remember the story. But he goes, "Are you a comedian?" I was like, "No." Because you have the cadence of a comedian. You talk as if you were a comedian. I understand. I feel like you've done comedy. I'm like, no, I'm like, pro wrestling. Like, I've done promos. Like, that's kind of it. He's like, uh, have you ever thought about comedy? I'm like, yeah, I'm not, honestly, I've always thought about it. I've always liked comedy. I always wanted to be a comedian. I always looked up to people and been like, that's what I want to do one day. You know, like, um, but I used pro wrestling to be that. He's like, have you ever tried? He's like, you should try it. He's like, why not? He's like, I'm like, you know, I've always wanted to. He's like, I don't understand people who don't just try it. He's like, just do it. He's like, if you don't like it, you don't do it again. He's like, right. but try it. That's what I always tell people is like, even if you eat shit the first time, you know if you want to do it again or not. Yeah. Oh, no, no. And that's, that's exactly it, too, is it's like, even that one laugh is so like, oh, it's addicting. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what happened? That's like the best story, though, is a professional comedian told me I should do it because well, yeah. I was talking. And, but what's funny is <laughs> I've, I've seen him. I've opened for him since then. I told oh, him the story, awesome. and he doesn't remember any of that. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, yeah, that was like a Wednesday for me. So, but it was a very influential point in my life. Yeah. So another per- actually another person who told me the exact same thing was Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish was like, you should do comedy, oh, yeah. and I was like, I'm like, cool. So we had a, a gap week, and uh, I had nothing to do. And Governor's Comedy Club in Long Island had an open mic night, and it was, I, it was on a Wednesday, and I found out on a Monday. So I wrote, called them, I was like, hey, can I get in? He goes, you have to get at least six people. I'm like, that's not a problem. So I called six of my closest friends. I was like. You have to go. And I picked six people who are pieces of shit. Like, I picked my six meanest friends. I'm like, because if I'm not funny, you'll tell me. Like, yeah. if I, if I invited, like, smart. my family, they're like, that's great. Like, no, yeah. I picked six. I picked six of, like, murderer's six row. Six of, like, turds. like my original tag partner, Ken Scampi, who's, like, the most miserable son of a bitch you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> I'd be, like, six people like that. So they all come. And um, I did my, my set. And my, he comes up to me. He goes, no, you're actually pretty good. I was like, oh. Thank you. That's awesome. And he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, so it's kind of hacky, but you'll figure it out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, and it was like a nerve wracking night because the booker there is like this guy, John Truson, who's like a very nice guy, but he's like very like matter of fact. So I'm like, oh, where's the light? He goes, get a watch. And he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. I love it. I love it. He's one of my yeah, favorite. That's awesome. Life. When you first start, but he was, he's like, so he's like chewing gum and he has like this button down on it. He's like jeans and like new balance. It's just like, so he's like, I'm like, Mr. Mr. Trucin, I'm like, uh, is there a light? Where's the light? Is it back right? He goes, get a watch. And he just like walks away. You got heckled for not going to Timex? <laughs> yeah, but exactly it. So then I panicked. So I used a timer on my phone and I had it in my pocket and it vibrated when I was a minute. I had to give myself a minute. Yeah, very smart. And I was like, all right, good. Well, the thing about wrestling is I know timing. I got my yeah. timer. Somebody goes, you have 12 minutes. Like, I can pretty much gauge my 12 minutes. Comedy's a little different because you ride the highs, you hate the lows. So you could be, you have no idea. It'll be, you could be up there for what feels like a half hour. It's been seven minutes. Yeah, that's been, interesting because I would assume keeping time in wrestling would be harder. No, because, well, because I understand I, 
so when I'm putting together a match, I can almost gauge it. And what I'll do is I'll try, right. tend to short myself and be like, oh, we have 15. I'm going to call 11 or 12 mm -hmm. because I tend to be like me, like a show about Dan Barry, <laughs> does something stupid or just engages in a sidebar about some dumb shit. Um, but so anyway, so that comedy, whatever. Yeah. So I got in a comedy in 2011, but then I moved to Kentucky. And I lived in Kentucky for work. I was filming a show uh, for Discovery Channel. And I went from Kentucky to Texas. And oh, so, damn. So I lived in Bastrop, Texas. Yeah, I, I know Bastrop. I it in, is constantly either on fire or flooding. Yeah, it's all. I lived in Austin for eight years. Okay, yeah. So I would eat at Lucy's a lot. Um, that was my <laughs> my thing is I'd drive an hour to Lucy's and I'd eat Lucy's and I'd drive back. That was my only like joy in life. Um, <laughs> Lucy's is a very good fried chicken place. Yeah, nice. so it's like, oh, it's great. And then the food <laughs> trucks are like right around the corner from Lucy's mm -hmm. over there. So, so we did... Um, I would do Bastrop. I travel between Bastrop, uh, Buffalo, Texas, which is like two hours south of um, uh, Dallas, and it's like. Oh, I've driven through there. What's that? I've driven through there. It's it's there's one restaurant. Do you go it's to Check Stop? No. You don't know Check Stop? No. Check Stop is a place in West Texas. It's off 35. It's like right by Waco, mm -hmm. and it has uh, the best kolaches. It's okay. Super good. If you're ever driving. Uh, between Austin and Dallas or Waco and Dallas, checks out. I've done Austin and Dallas. We did the Austin and Dallas drive, but that was generally as short as like two and a half, right? Two and a half hours between Austin and Dallas about, right? And uh, it was just basically, we were just like shooting there. Yeah, we yeah. just wouldn't want to. The Dallas-Houston was That's the long. worst. Yeah. Because you always knew, like, first off, you saw like the six-story cross. There's a giant cross yep. on that road. Um, and I went to a town called Tascacita, which is like... One side is like strip malls, and then you cross this like dinky bridge, and you're in like ninth, you're like 1780. Like it's just such a fundamentally different area. Mm -hmm. um, but like I was in like the most racist parts of Kentucky and Texas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you never right. came to because I was doing comedy in Austin then. So if you ever did a mic there, I didn't even get have, to. So yeah. it's television, right? So you work like I was yeah. working 18 hour days, 19 hour days, yeah. um, and the there's a I have like very like come to Jesus moments when it comes to like comedy like I'll just or comedy or wrestling or any decision I make it always ends up happening after like some real bad story it's my <laughs> 30th birthday I had just broken up with a girl that day Oof. on your birthday on my birthday um at least she didn't break up with you on your birthday well it was like it was basically like it was going whatever. down I have a, it's a whole thing so anyway <laughs> so um we were sitting in I was sitting in a a, a barn because we were filming Cowboys, and... <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, no, it, it was a barn, but it was also an auction house, so it was, okay. like, both. So we're, I'm sitting in this auction house in um, a Tascacita, hanging out, whatever, just sitting there, and then they go, oh, we have to, there's a, there's a basically, it was, like, in small rural towns in Texas, they hire, like, local cowboys to get animals that run out. They don't have a, a animal control department. So the cowboys had to go get uh, uh, what they called the Mexican fighting bull, which has a real name that I don't know. <laughs> so they're like, oh, we get me a fighting bull. And they ran out and they went to go get it. And they go, Dan, stay here. And they left me. And I'm like, I'm a producer. Like, well, you can just leave me. I got like really, I was like upset. Like, I was like, this sucks. And I'm sitting there on my 30th birthday, surrounded by horse shit. And I was like, I don't ever want to work in the field again. <laughs> so <laughs> I took a job for Hearst Magazines that day. I called, like, yeah, I'll take it. And like, I flew back to New York and I went to work for Hearst Magazines that day. And that's, my life is transgressed, I guess, <laughs> to some respect, throughout, like, come-to-Jesus moments like that. Yeah, and, uh, digging a ditch with your hands. Digging a ditch with my hands, got me back to school. surrounded by horse shit. shit. Um, calling my boss a bitch uh, <laughs> at, at Hearst got me out of Hearst. Um, 
I worked there for like a year and a half, and she was just one of those people that like a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say a bitch. I'll say a bitch. Somebody would disagree with me, and somebody could probably say whatever. But like, I'm very like, um, not to be like whatever, like damn bad PC. Like, I'm raised by a single mom. Like, I'm very respectful towards like women in power. Like, I get you it. don't call most women a bitch. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like I'll I'll use the c word an awful lot, but that's because my grandparents are from Ireland, so I've heard it my whole life. <laughs> so to me, it's like yeah, whatever. I'm just saying the word, like. But I'll call that to men more than anybody. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. the ones that I would. But she, this woman like upset me. So she yelled at me about thirteen dollars. That's the true story. I bought a. We were having a rough. Uh, I worked for um, Hearst. We did a campaign for cotton, uh, and we were all over the country filming like different stores that use cotton in different ways. And we were like day nine into like a twenty-hour every single day shoot. We'd tra- we'd film. We'd fly to the next town. We would get there as early in the. We get there late at night. We wake up early in the morning. We'd start a day again. So we were exhausted. So we're in an airport, and I bought him um, a drink on the company credit card. And with my idea being like, I'll just give them the thirteen dollars. I don't really care. It's not a big right. deal. So she goes, "Where's the receipt for this?" I'm like, uh, "Actually, that one's on me. I bought him a drink. It was bad. Like I just didn't. It was the credit card I had. So just take thirteen dollars out of the check. It's fine. I don't really care." And she's like, "Where's the thirteen dollars?" And she turned a whole big thing. And she was like calling people over to like laugh at me for not having thirteen dollars. And I was like, <laughs> "So I looked at it. I'm like, well, you guys pay. So at that point, I'm like, you guys pay me based off a ten hour day. I'm leaving. I'm gonna go. And I got up and walked away. And she started yelling at me on the way to the, the elevator. I didn't say anything for the longest time until we got into the elevator doors where it closes. And then I was like. Look, and I just went off, and I was like, ah, da, 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 da. and she was my newest boss, and she's like, you know, I can't be Scott, who's my previous boss. She's like, I'll never be Scott. I'm like, I don't want you to be Scott. I just don't want you to be you. You are a bitch. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I call her bitch, and then I leave, and then she's like, um, she, she calls. She goes, uh, I want you to. I want to be here when you empty your desk. So don't come in tomorrow. I look. I I said I do not want you there when I empty my desk. So I'm coming tomorrow. And she did not know how to turn off my card to get into the, the building. So that was it. So I went in and I had like all these like free vouchers for food. This is a, a restaurant inside the Hearst building. Um, there's like a cafeteria basically. So I gave like everyone, I had, like 50 or 60 of them. I just gave everyone like free food for like the next two weeks. It's like, enjoy, have fun. But I'll see you nice. later. And I left. Um, so what you're saying is if you, if somebody like really needs you to change your life, they're going to have to make your life absolutely horrible. They're going to have to have me snap. That. And it, yeah. I mean, like it takes a lot. I'm not a very like. You seem pretty even keel. I'm pretty level-headed about ninety percent of my life. I Randomly, mean, I'll get I'll get upset about the dumbest things. Like I don't think you get, just based on like how it seems like you've had to live your life with like traveling everywhere is that you kind of have to develop like an internal rationale. You have to because you're surrounded. The other thing is like you live like I live. I've lived in New York my whole life. I worked in Manhattan forever. Um, you know, I lived in Woodside for a while. You just get to a point where like there's so much chaos around you that like you have to kind of like rationalize like eh. Like, my life is not their life. They have something. I have something. Everyone has their own thing. Like, yeah, you know, when right. you go to an airport, I travel a lot. So when you see me travel, it's like a machine at this point. Like, I know exactly how much is in my bag. I know if you open my bag and look at it, you're like, oh, my God, you pack like a psycho because it's all, like, super mm-hmm. neat. And because I know. Do you roll your No. I, I roll on the way home. On yeah. the way there, I don't because I don't like ironing in the morning. I like to sleep as late as possible when I'm on the road. Yeah. I go to bed as early as I possibly can. I go to sleep. I sleep as long as I possibly can because then it makes the week go by faster. <laughs> <laughs> 
that, depression that tips. That is a depression life hack, man. It is. You just go like, oh, this is the worst experience of my life. Let me just sleep my way through this one. It's like a, it's a yeah. click where you're fast forwarding through the room. Like, um, that but, also works if you're broke and uh, you don't have money for food. Yeah. yeah. Well, what did you have for dinner? Nap. <laughs> it works great. Yeah. I've slept my way through dinner. I've definitely done that. Um, or you eat wake a slice up to, of white bread and <laughs> wake up too late to hay. get McDonald's breakfast and then suddenly you're like, all right, well, it's lunch. I'm just eating lunch now. Like, <laughs> the breakfast menu is all the time now, though. Yeah, I, which is the worst thing. Uh, we're going to go into the business. Like, you're ruining the workflow of McDonald's if you do that. Like, their whole work production is based on how they run their business, right? Like, Fuck. if you think about McDonald's, right? Like, the reason it's fast food is because they have a, an assembly line of food. Yeah. You have your assembly line going, and then it goes, all right, stop everything. We need eggs. Like, you ruin the assembly line. No, 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 no. Not you. Breakfast. McDonald's. McDonald's is like, they're, they're, they're trying to compete back. <laughs> He's right. He's they're, right. They're yeah. going person, backwards. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't quit having straws. Like, make the corporations fucking stop There we shit. go. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That, well, that's the other thing. It's like, there's the fake outrage over straws, where it's like, really? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, just put the straws out there. It's not wasting that much more plastic. You're still going to have to do this. You start going to the whole entire, like, logic of. It's deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah. We're all yeah, yeah. fucking. Yeah. yeah. I had to do a fucking worksheet in therapy this week about uh, things that upset you. Well, <laughs> that's what it normally because is. Because mine would just be so uncomfortably long. <laughs> it's like if something is bothering me and we have to do like a we have to like map it out and like, you know, uh, this is the thought. This is the action. This is the that's outcome. That's very you, though. That's like good. It's that's a good therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy is the shit. Yeah. But it's really hard to do when the thing you're upset about is the world definitely ending in 20 years. <laughs> it's really hard to uh, it's really hard to like argue your way out of that about like why it's unreasonable to be worried about. It's like, no, but like the world is going to end soon. Like we're fucked. We're uh, fucked. My big thing is like because I'm such like a rational person. I'm pretty like logic based in my arguments. I'll be in a car or whatever and I'll be in there with somebody who's very right wing you have somebody who's very left wing and I'm just sitting there listening to the two sides and I'm just getting madder because it's like no no you're each arguing points that don't make any sense you're just saying them because you feel like you have to at this point you're not you, listening to each you, other neither one of you and it's like at the end of the day it's like this is all opinion based and you're both having an argument over fucking nothing like this and then is, you barrel roll out of the car yeah yeah and then i'm driving and i look at a tree um and i want to crash <laughs> but then I'm, i live in new york so I, I wouldn't even be going that fast when i hit it so it'd be really sad i'll just dent my car <laughs> there's a comedian one of my friends Tim Gage is a bit where he said like, the guy goes ooh that's a nasty dent you got crashing in the tree he goes no that was there before I just don't have a nice car it's like oh that's great <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> so one of the big questions I have for wrestlers is traveling on the road all the time it's like two questions and one of them is gross but like how do you learn to sleep on planes or do you just like, I don't not? I've never slept in a plane what? in my life I slept fly red eyes a lot too oh <sighs> Like at least I like usually I want to I want somebody to eventually be like I get this brand of neck pillow. Mm -mm. Yeah, like, give me the secret. <laughs> There's the a guy secret. I travel with for work who like makes like a concoction out of his thing so nobody can bother him and he <laughs> sleeps like perfectly still. I can't do it. And then you have Bill Carr who can literally sleep anywhere and he'll just start snoring. You just like punch him awake. Uh, on international <laughs> I'm impressed flights. by that. Two, this is gross. But like, okay, for me, when I travel, I have a home bathroom. And like, if I'm out of town for like a weekend, I usually just go home and then I go twosies. How, when twosies? Your, I'm trying to not All say right. poop, basically. How yeah, the, the offensive word poop. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping it cute. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm firing dookies into the dookie pot. When I'm taking a dump, when I'm getting on my bidet and I'm having a blast. Yeah. 
pun intended. Uh, how when do your when does your body adjust to shitting on the road, or does it not? The only thing I don't do is shit on planes. Well, no yeah, on plane. that's very reasonable. Absolutely, that's very reasonable. I mean, if, if you've ever watched any of my high spot shows, you know about uh, sky cranking. I don't do yes. that either. Um, not a sky cranker. <laughs> not a sky cranker. I like that you say it like it's a mysterious term, like somebody wouldn't be able to figure out. <laughs> no, no. It just comes up on when every you show. Say it, when you say it, it's like, oh, yeah, sky crank. You figured out. You pieced that mystery puzzle <laughs> together. But it's not your first thought when you talk about flying. That's no true. Ever, no one's ever just sitting there like, what, what, what'd you do on the plane? Well, I tried to sleep. Well, did you jerk off? Like, <laughs> it's, not like, it's not the first thing. And um, I do feel like that, yeah, like those shows are the first time I'd ever thought about it. And then I was just like, there's like a whole world of people just jerking off like everywhere. Uh, and not thinking about it. There was oh, a yeah. guy, there was a guy we used to f- start wrestling when I first started wrestling. He was a big like tanner, right? And he's like, I just jerk off in the bed. And it's just like. Was it Greg? <laughs> Greg has said that on their show. That he yeah. Yeah. No, like these guys, like they jerk off in the tanning bed. And like, I used to tan. I don't anymore because I don't need to. Uh, you know, obviously naturally tan. Um, but. He like it's like at some point you're like, well, is there a line? Like, is there like a tan line over where like your arm is at that moment? Like, <laughs> oh my god, right? I never even thought about that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You get, a, you get a jerking off tan line. Yeah, amazing. Like, amazing. Like, like, yeah, unless, you, unless you're like, you're like, okay. <laughs> For our listeners, we are all trying to figure out how to do this without getting. Yeah, a tan I have my line. leg up and I'm going underneath. <laughs> underneath, um, around, yeah, around the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like that going in from the top too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying something. to like get the natural amount of light to come in, like a crane game, and like at a <laughs> <laughs> train. But what, what's amazing? Spreading your fingers real wide and just like mashing it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Not to be like whatever, but like maybe I enjoy masturbating too much that I can't just like I'm not like a thirty seconds and then I'm done kind of person. Yeah, you don't. It's not utilitarian. Yeah, no, like I'm nice doing time. it because I have nothing to do for a little while. I'm not doing it because it's like better get this out of the way. Like Again, I'm here for a reason. Classic depression, make the time go. Yeah, have just relax a little yeah, bit. You don't need yeah, to get it done yeah, quick. Yeah. Where else are you going to do? Turn Something lights, depressing. Light it's a candle. Like think about either... the girl you saw at the supermarket. That type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could get really into wine or you could do this. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, You're yeah. You're a Yeah, I could be... Sure. Yeah, I'm a masturbation sommelier. It's really, <laughs> that's really how that works. But, um... No, but like, like, there's a lot of like thought about it. like. So I don't sleep on planes. I'll never sleep on a plane. Um, where I duke... Uh... <laughs> Well, basically, so the other thing about wrestling is you eat when you can. You don't eat. Like, there are guys who have, like, their set times for eating, like a Brian Cage. Yeah. I'm not that. It's eat whatever's near you and whenever you can. You know, I don't. That's I basically the only difference between you and Brian Cage, I think. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Two, two body guys with just different ideas <laughs> of how to function. He is a fucking intimidating person to be around. Like, he. I can't look at him and not laugh, which, like, <laughs> a guy like that, you can tell, doesn't want to be such a, at. No, he's such a sweetheart. He he's wouldn't care. He's so silly looking. It's aggressive. Um, <laughs> he. He looks like um, when Jafar turns into a genie at the end of. <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are absolutely the right. Phenomenal cosmic, like that's what I think of. Um, paint him red. That man is the so. But he, we were going out to eat. We did a show, PWX North Carolina, and he was my roommate. And it was me and him, and we're just sitting there, and uh, we're like about to go out to a, a barbecue restaurant for dinner, like celebration. So I'm like, all right, man, like we're gonna leave in like ten minutes. He was like, all right, better eat. I'm like, we're going to get food. He's like, yeah. And he just ate just two pieces of grilled chicken that he flew with him from L.A. (laughs) 
like that's a fucking normal way to behave. It's like I don't get you at all. I'm sitting there and I'm like, mm, I want mashed potatoes, and I look up and he's just staring at me, like mashed potatoes. It's like you know, there's butter and milk in it. Like, yeah, I fucking love them. Like, no. I I enjoy food. yeah the two ingredients that I like definitely want in my mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are in there. Yeah, it's like uh, like I'm the guy who goes to the buffet and looks at the pudding in the salad menu. You know what I mean? Like I want I want to enjoy what I'm eating. Oh, I mean, salad pudding! It's ooh, so good. Salad pudding. <laughs> I feel like. Hashtag Brian Cage pudding. is how I know that like I've watched too much wrestling because he was at like one of the first shows I ever went to and I was like what the fuck like why <laughs> like this is what the fuck is happening <laughs> and now I feel like I've watched so much that he's like r- the fact that I am not like shocked looking at Brian Cage means I have like seen too many muscles in my life. Yeah. Like I feel like it's I'm desensitized. You you remember when we were at American Rana and I like was texting you all in caps of like Brian Cage is here and I can't stop laughing. Yeah. And it's like nothing that he's inherently doing wrong. You haven't seems like a nice guy. This makes me happy. It means I haven't desensitized you and made you watch too much wrestling yet. Yeah. But it's just he's so funny to look at. He's so funny. He's, I love that man. He's another I, he one of those nice guys. He's a sweetie pie. Like, Sweetheart. Here he is before he got like all yoked up and he just replied with that was the worst I ever looked. And it was yeah. like, no. He was like embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Who, tell me who are the sweetie pies in wrestling? Who oh, are like boy. who are the nicest? Well, Tim boys? Thatcher. Tim S- Thatcher's the nicest except yeah, when he Secret Goof you. turns out. I love him. Love him. <laughs> such a sweetheart. Hey, Dan Barry. Hello, Mr. Barry. How are you? Like, very, like, I love him. Uh, Jeff <laughs> you Cobb. You him sound like the guy in Looney Tunes who they're always having do of mice and men. Oh, I, I will love him and hug him and kiss him. <laughs> I will hug him and pet him and kiss him. Um, <laughs> Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Uh, I'm, glad to, I'm glad to hear that. Literally one of the nicest people in the entire world. Um, maybe there's a couple. I mean, I could probably name way more pieces of shit. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> do it. No, they're all do pretty, they're it, all, everyone's do pretty it. sweet. Everyone's nice. Um, we all hang out and have a good time and, you know, do black tar heroin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> scoops. The scoops yeah, are yeah. coming. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, um, you know, we're all into black tar heroin. Wrestlers That's what love the heroin. H stands for, actually. Yeah, yeah. H-E-R- Homegrown heroin. <laughs> it's like heroin girl, heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the heroin what the, go heroin. Yeah, Bill Carr like asshole, anime. huh? Yes, um, <laughs> Bill Carr piece of shit. I love him. He's my best friend, but he is really like okay. I know, like we're definitely over time at this point, but I just wanted. To what time? Is, oh, we're at an hour. All right, yeah, we can. That's not bad. Are we'll probably have a lot to edit out. We'll Our probably have to edit out. Episodes are like an hour and twenty. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So Bill Carr, um, we went to Epcot for. To get him drunk, uh, to drink. <laughs> Did you do the, the world world tour? Do the world tour, I've but always the, his, wanted to do that. But the rule was he could only drink beers he had never tried before. Okay. Well, unfortunately for us, it was like a celebration of beer weekend, and <laughs> there were all sorts of beers he had never tried before. So you thought that that stipulation would like limit him? Yeah, I figured instead guys. of thirty, he'd have like fifteen. Like that right. was my goal. <laughs> so he had a lot. Um, he spent way too much money. Uh, I can't even express. It's like almost like three hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, beers big. at Disney. Ooh. Yeah, not but not even the like they like little sampler ones too. It's still he just so we went around and he fell asleep in the garbage pail at uh, Mexico. <laughs> 
because I was taking pictures of him to be like, this is the story of Bill at Epcot. Right. And then Bill, like, I was like, oh, I'll pretend like you're falling asleep. And he just like puts his head in the garbage pail and fucking went out. And that was it. <laughs> so now I have to carry him out of Epcot. We get in the car and we're driving. And he's just sitting there. He goes, this is a joke for the record. I don't want people to like think that Bill's really whatever. But he just goes, I got nothing left to live for. And I'm like, what? And he just grabbed the steering wheel. <laughs> And turned it. Jesus. 45 degrees. So I went, whoa, and I zipped around, and I was on a major road. I wasn't on, like, a side street. Like, I was on, like, a real... There's no side streets near Epcot. No, there's no... But not even, like, Disney Way. Like, I was on, like, a a big, like, almost parkway. I'm like, Bill, what the fuck? He starts laughing. He goes, that was great. So he's the best. I love him. He's one of my favorite people. A huge asshole. Big piece of shit. Big piece of shit. Got it. Um... What you are know? other wrestling questions? Oh, what's your favorite muscle? That's a good one. I am a traps guy. A traps guy? I only have nice traps, so that's it. So that's your favorite muscle on you. What's your favorite muscle on other dudes? Or, you know, other performers, I guess. I no, I'm, I'm big on traps, like real. Just because traps like, in general. Like, solo, that's why like, you like I call, Brian Cage so much. Yeah, well, he's he's an animal. But um, <laughs> like Solo Darling is like Trapasaurus Rex right now. Like she's all yeah. fucking, yeah. she's all swollen. Yeah. But like for me, it's like I like mine. So I compare mine against other people's. Now I'm getting like lazy and I don't want to work out at all. But like I used to like look at other people's back. Who's well, got nicer shoulders than them? Like everything, everything else in me is a mess. But at least that's nicer than, you know. But traps, because it's like that area that's like right here. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, oh, traps are fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, like, um, even, <laughs> even like even like even like you like a girl. You like see a girl and like it's like you see like the because I'm straight, whatever. Like you see that neckline up to the shoulder. It's like yeah, good. that's a nice spot. You like I just like that part. I'm a, yeah, I'm a uh, creep. What have you? So Dim is Danbury your real name? Yeah. Have you always wrestled on your real name? Uh, my original wrestling name was Canadian Kamikaze. <laughs> <laughs> was so, it Canadian Kamikaze? Two K's. Two K's. Uh, yeah. So you're basically a Kardashian. Yeah, almost, <laughs> almost. Well, here I, I, my backyard wrestling name was Kamikaze because every backyard wrestling company had a Kamikaze, and I got, I went to uh, training. And they were like, well, you can't just be Kamikaze. So the guy, one of the guys is there. was like, you have to be like Canadian. It's like, why? It's like, because they're heels. Because they're Canadian? Like, I didn't get the logic, but it was like, whatever. And then, um, so we started doing like kamikaze, Canadian kamikaze, whatever. And then uh, one day I had to get my wrestling license. And it was like, Wait, well, what? In New York, you used to have a license. You have to have a license. And like you used to, not okay. now. Okay. So say, when, when for I was, individual wrestlers, you yeah, have you would have to get license. So you'd have to have like people sign off on you. And like, there's a whole. Got it. Um, Do you have which, to take a test? Yeah, right. Like any wrestler would have passed. Um, <laughs> but you basically need like two. Sign to uh, licensed pro wrestlers to vouch for you as a wrestler. Got it. Which to me was interesting because then how did they start this licensing process? <laughs> but anywho, so I you basically it's a t- it's a toll. You pay your fee. Right. You get your card. Um, and you have to get like no get, union for you guys or anything. No, 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 no. Just the shitty part. Just yeah, the shitty part. Yeah. Just the fee. Um, <laughs> but then like so I got my license and it was like well you know if you have a a name that's not a uh, trademark name like we need or if it's not a real name you have to trademark it like otherwise mm. people can use it too and so i was like i'm 18 at this point i'm like i'm not trademarking shit so i was like um i'm just gonna wrestle as dan barry and that nice. was it that was the most thought i put into it i'm like because if i ever no paperwork yeah it's like if i ever get signed <laughs> like they'll just change my name anyway like that was my yeah. thought process and like you know like i'm getting signed but uh 
So I, I just wrestled as Dan Barry, and then people go like, "That's not your real name. You named yourself like what? Like after like the town in Connecticut?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> the fucking name I'm gonna go for. Not like Thunder Bear. Like I'm gonna go with Thunder like, Bear. Yeah, Thunder Bear is my. If I wish, I could have changed my name. <laughs> um, not Thunder Bear. I used Dan Barry. <laughs> to Dan Barry, generic love- ass first names as my real name. <laughs> Because I love Connecticut so much. Yeah, which is also like what's hard for that is like people like um you know try and separate your real life from your wrestling life. It's like that's my real name. Like I can't do anything about this. Yeah, like, you you're know, Googleable. Yeah, I'm very easily. It's me, the writer for the New York Times, and the astronaut, and that's like really and a musician <laughs> from Virginia. And those are the damn barriers everybody needs to know about. I'm a when I for day job stuff. I'm Catherine. But I'm like always Kath for everything else. And I'm for a while that was enough that if you Googled me, you wouldn't find anything if you Googled Catherine. Yeah. But now you do. So it like kind of. Now you have to be matter. a Katarina. Yeah. <laughs> for professional stuff. Yeah. I'm nothing. I've fucked myself completely by going by Rachel Millman online. There's like four of me. Yeah. Whatever. There's no. There's, well, there's I'm, no getting I'm around. I'm the it. Dan Barry, right? Like, so there are other Dan Barry. Yeah, but you're but the, 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 the Dan, Dan Barry. Uh, My uncle's the writer for the New York Times. And he gets very upset because we'll, he'll have like he'll Google himself to see if I'm above him or if he's above me. Like we're very competitive. <laughs> so like he'll 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 be it's like a real uncle thing to do. Yeah, he like he always like he's like I'm above. Like he would write me like I'm above you in Google right now. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to be at OTT this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they're not bringing you to Ireland to yeah. write op-eds for the New York Times, Well, it's Times, funny. He bitch. actually writes op-eds about Ireland for the New York Times. God damn it. He really does. <laughs> so it's really like, we're both like very like... Uh, neck and neck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a, a Pulitzer, so I mean, he wins. I don't have that. Does he? Yeah. I mean, who Well, can, I mean, they don't have He has like a Pulitzer, Pulitzer and a Peabody, and it's like, uh, it's like, what do you have? Like, I was the CZW Tag Team Champion, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking me and DJ. Hide. <laughs> Look, that that counts for something. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a, a fake fighting belt. Goddamn right he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have another question. Uh, you have the the most inexplicable wrestling gear to me. Why? <laughs> You wear. You're like glowing thinking about your own gear. <laughs> no, because it's, it's, like, it's, it's just clothes. Yeah, you it's just clothes. wear clothes. So I used to have like I used to have like tights, pretty much made fairly frequently, right? Yeah. Um, I li- this is the the God's honest truth. I have no ass whatsoever. <laughs> it is just the longest back you've ever seen. I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna look later. You can. It's now. fine. But I know what Daddy's working with. It's not good. Um, <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, you can do squats. It's like, even when I was at my best shape, and which yeah. was uh, not recently, uh, no butt. I don't That have is the butt. real, like, the people are always like, oh, the Irish curse. The real Irish curse yeah, is no ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a hell of a... No, Rachel <laughs> accepted. It's because I'm, like, half Jewish. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you have, that's where you get yours from. But <laughs> most Irish people, yeah. Yeah, everyone's, uh, the, the Irish curse being... Huge hogs. Yeah, yeah, tiny, yeah, tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's, you know, like acorn and a hacky sack. Uh, It's terrible. Um, Sorry. No, you don't have to ever apologize for talking about uh, dicks on this this fine program. Absolutely I actually hung like a moose. Nobody really ever said no. But, um, no, but like, uh, I had no ass. I was like, I'm very self-conscious in tights. And then my, like, torso, 
I'm not a big fan of. And maybe when I was in my best shape, it's like it doesn't look good. So you're just all traps. Yeah, I'm just shoulders and like when my arm when I'm tan, my arms look nice, and that's kind of it. Uh, so I started thinking about like new gear, and I always wanted to have like a like a baggier short. And at one point, I had way too baggy shorts, and then I was like, I have to trim that back. Um, <laughs> too much. And then what happened was Bill and I I pitched the idea to be a uh, buddy cop tag team with Bill, and uh, we had to come up with personas, and so. What happened was Halloween had come, and for Halloween I was just Magnum PI. Okay. And I had a Hawaiian shirt and I had jeans and whatever. Got it. And then I had shaved the mustache in, and I was like, "This is the look." And I started laughing because I'm like, <laughs> "What if I just do this?" I pitched Bill the idea. He said no originally. I then pitched it again. And said, "We'll just do it in one company." Um, and so that show, I wore a Hawaiian shirt and I wore um, basically just I wore red shorts or they were probably light blue at that point, uh, like blue shorts. But it was the idea of like I was just dressing like. We aren't teacher mentors aren't cops. We're two guys who think we're cops, and that's the basis oh, of the gimmick. Okay. Right. So when you start thinking about it that way, it's like, well, why do you dress like that? Well, because we saw people on TV doing it, and so now we think we're cops. All right. So everyone I really goes, like that. Yeah. yeah well, very it, meta. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, <laughs> I way overthink everything I do. So what happened was, I I I love Don Quixote. I love the story of Emperor Norton, which is a guy from San Francisco who thought he was the Emperor of America and protector of Mexico, and basically he is a Don Quixote being the fictitious person. Emperor Norton was the real Don Quixote. Basically. Yeah. So I was like, I want to be that guy. That's my wrestling character is <laughs> fucking Emperor Norton or Don Quixote. So I was like, how do I do that? Well, if I think I'm a cop, people around me are going to believe I'm a cop because the whole thing about Don Quixote is people like a, Sancho Panza yeah. was like letting him be this person. And that's yeah. where the crazies are coming in. So in wrestling, we are Don Quixote and the people in the match are mm. Sancho Panza. So... There's a whole. I this. this yeah. is all, it's real, real deep. So it's well, how how'd this happen? Well, when I stopped smoking weed, I actually started thinking way more, which is, <laughs> which is really crazy because it's normally the opposite. But I, this I, does seem like a, a potentially marijuana influenced idea. But no, no, this is a yeah. Danbury sober. I think I was sitting in a van working on a show called Smash for NBC when I came up with this stupid idea. You worked on Smash. Yeah. yeah. I have. To, oh no, none of our listeners will care about me asking about. <laughs> Smash, which is a terrible show that everyone. It's one of the watch. worst shows ever. I um, fucking love it. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> but, but yeah. So basically, that's that's basically what happened. So we're we're two guys that were cops, and that's where the whole. All right. Yeah. So the clothes, I like all these layers to so it. So the clothes I've seen you guys. are me being Tom Selleck, Bill being um, the dude from the Shield. Uh, which because he just whatever and that was it that was the entire argument for how we became who we are and then as people start buying more and more wrestling gear it's way more expensive it's real yeah. hard to get so I have real tights made and one it took forever to get them it was like so much money and it, it does I have no ass so it's like well I have to do something to hide that and so I was like well I can get this shit at Target <laughs> so <laughs> Who's the most reliable gear maker? It's Amazon.com. Yeah. That's who the most reliable gear maker is, and that's the way to do it. So We really like uh, when we go to shows and we can uh, clock who is wearing stuff that we have looked up on Amazon. A lot of like women's wrestlers, it's like, like you were like, that's Fredericks of Hollywood. That's yeah, like, um, that's the other thing is Candy, for women. I think it was, she was wearing a Fredericks. Candy Cartwright. Candy Cartwright was wearing two Fredericks of Hollywood corsets and like one half of each. Because I used to manage one, so I like immediately was like, ooh, I know yep. that. Yeah. Um, Penelope Ford regularly wears a singlet from Stop the Wish app. giving everybody shit away. It, no, but no, here's the thing though. Wait, my friend Allie has it. <laughs> no, but here's the thing though, is it's like, 
you know, it's like, wow, that's, they're wearing, the, like, people, some people get very upset with that. Like, oh, they're not wearing real wrestling gear. It's like, do you know how fucking difficult it is to get gear makers just to give you shit on time? That alone yeah. is the most well, annoying also, thing. Also, like, I can't imagine getting upset about, like, you're not wearing real wrestling shit for do you have any idea? fake fighting. Do you have any idea? <laughs> the, the bad people who yell at me because I wear it dressed like I dress, it's like, well, do you even know who I am? Like, that's the point. Like, I saw a tag team last night where somebody was wearing essentially your gear, but with, like, blue shorts, and I was like, hey, hey, stop it. That's dancing. Where was it? It was at, uh, in, like, South Brooklyn at Outlaw. Okay, I know exactly who it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where... It's also, there's like a big guy who does it. Yeah. And he does Bill Carr's Boss Man Slam. So the Boss Man Slam wow. is like a big, it's actually a sidewalk slam. It's originally by Mr. Hughes. Nobody cares. Uh, he would front bump with it. So he'd front fall. Bill side sides, side sides it. So he goes to the side yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that guy does it like Bill now. And I was like, you motherfucker. I know you took that from him. Like, <laughs> You're stealing all our me shit, Me and man. Bill, actually, the one, the two the two people that people like called us and were like, you can't believe they do it was uh, Enzo and Cass when they were on yeah? TV. Yeah, uh, because uh, Enzo would do the jump off the second rope DT, and mm-hmm. that was my big get out of, uh, it would get to our double down a lot of times. And if you ever watched Enzo and Cass, uh, you ever watched Cass's comeback, it was Bill's comeback. Oh, like, shit. Verbatim. And we started, I started laughing. I'm like, yeah, they, they literally took our comeback. I, I'm not going to lie. WWE. I probably won't. <laughs> no, but it, it's, no, it's so, it's so like, but it's things like we're going to notice. It's like, yeah. But, but I also like, I don't care. Like, you know, half the shit that I come up with is just somebody else's shit. Like my, I do a, a wrist clutch exploder. It's Yuji Nagata's. I stole it from him. Like I know where I got it from. Like, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, it's Yuji Nagata's. I stole it from him. And like everything else I do is like some influence of somebody. I have Dean Malenko's leg lariat. I have like everything I, every move I do, uh, the wasteland from Wade Barrett to stuff for a moonsault that, you know, yeah. I do, I try and do Kurt Angle moonsault by jumping as high as I can and arching. Like I, you know, at some point we're all influenced by different people, but, it it's funny. kind of it's that's a fun parallel to like the joke stealing thing that happened. I was just gonna say yeah. WWE is like the SNL, like it's the biggest one. So if they steal from you, you have no recourse at all. Yep. But like they and they can and they do. Like SNL does the same shit. Yeah. Fallon oh, steals shit all the time. Well, yeah. everyone steals shit, but it's also yeah. I mean, there's also like there's two elements of it too, right? Like you have, there are similar trains of thought, or it's like well, that's kind of the easy joke. People took it like yeah. right. Every late Parallel night, right? Every late night host has the same. Easy punchline for some of these fucking yeah, setups. Absolutely, um, and people yeah. get people. It's like I get so secondhand embarrassed when I watch comedians like get all mad because someone stole their joke, and you're like, they didn't steal out. That's just an easy fucking joke. Yeah, like you took a garbage punchline and you put it out there, and <laughs> yeah. they also had it. But there's also like cryptonesia. Like there's like all sorts of like reasons. Like yeah. I, I, I'll say we'll talk about something tonight. Like like tonight I talked about even right now. I talked about like the car accident thing. Like mm-hmm. I, that's from another comedian. It's my uh, Tim Gage. I didn't even remember it when I was telling, saying it out loud. Yeah. But as I said it, I'm like, oh, you know what? That's his. And it's because like I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not intentional. It's just your body. Like you remember things, but you don't remember the origin of those things. Yeah. You just remember the punchline. So a lot of jokes I write, I'm like, I'm positive. I'm not funny enough to think of that punchline. <laughs> well, you just have low self-esteem. That too. <laughs> but, but like I, I had a, I, I had a 
tweet in my head that I never put out there that I'm never going to say again. But like, uh, I fly a lot. So my thing was, it was, I was like, man, I just shot through JFK security. Like I'm Lee Harvey Oswald. I'm like, that's hey. not, I'm like, that is hey. not, that's, it's just like, oh, it's like, this is probably, yeah, this somebody. is definitely somebody somewhere that I happen to take. <laughs> it's, and it's honestly like, the first time I've heard it. So yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. But, it's but it was like, it was, I mean, one, it's not even that funny. It's just like, a, oh, like it's like, a, <laughs> ooh, can't believe you said that. Like, and you get like the people who were on Twitter, like, oh, it's not funny to make fun of an assassination. It's like, actually, like, yes, it is. 50 years it's ago? Super funny. Yeah, it's fine. 50 years ago, we can't make fun of it now. Um, I, that actually reminds me. Uh, I have a question. I, like, on this show, am always constantly inappropriately comparing wrestling to comedy because it's a, they're parallel. They're, you think they're, they're 100% similar? parallel. I, so I have like two questions about that. Number one, I always wonder, like, you know, in comedy, like, if you run the light, like, that's like a, a cardinal sin. Like people get really mad. Is wrestling like that too? Yeah, people get on the really show. pissed off. If you're on TV, especially TV pay per view, you're fucked. Yeah. If I go long in my set, that's less time that we have for the show. The show has to end by eleven. Right. So if we have a three hour show, right, and I happen to go five minutes over, that's five minutes one match doesn't get. Sometimes it ends up being the women's match. Yeah. Right. So like you ever watch a Mania? There's a movie match get pulled off the show. Why did it get pulled off the show? Somebody went long. Yeah. And that somebody went so long that that entire women's match had to be scrapped. Because either A, it wasn't, it was going to cut too much out of the match that it would have made sense to have the match. Right. Or B, it took out the entire match. So are there people who are like known for like, oh, this every, guy always goes long? Every indie wrestler in the world goes over the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. Every, like literally every fucking one to the point where promoters book you for a 10 minute spot knowing you're going to go 15. See, that seems to me like. That it must not be as much of a cardinal sin if every fucking person goes long. Well, it's different. So it's it, what's what's interesting about it is like so for like a comedy club, right? Like you have a three man show ninety nine percent of the time, or a two man show, or whatever. So right. I say two man. I'm, I know that's very not the right way to say it, but like in comedy, it's how it's words. Like three man, two man. Right? right, right. So you have the three person show, and you know, like if the host goes super long. Uh, the feature is going to have less time or the headline is going to have less time. And that's two people who are directly going to yell at you for that. Yeah. Always. In wrestling, it's far less of that. It's a lot yeah, more it's like, like more people, especially and... if it's like an indie show where it's like, oh, we'll just go along. Like we'll just, you know, right? You know, this way. Indie like... shows are uh, fucking four hours. Yeah, and, it's and that's the thing. I, I I hate all indie shows because they're always <laughs> seventeen hours long. Um, and normally we're there like three hours before you guys are. So right. It's like, oh fuck! I've been here for since four o'clock. Um. But it's like this whole thing with wrestling, the, the, the running the light, it's like so common that they build in time to avoid it. Yeah. Right. It's also know. like a thing in comedy, though. You can be on stage and you'll know somebody who's like, don't, give them the light, but they're going to ignore it. Like, you know right. it. Like, um, <laughs> I fucking hate that. Well, I got, if they're like killing, killing, killing and the show doesn't have like a fixed end time and they're not going super over, I don't really mind it. Running the light can be the biggest biggest problem with that for wrestling is is basically just eating someone else's time and you don't want to if you eat like a big name's time, like yeah. it's knowing your spot in the card too, right? Like yeah, I, yeah. I'm Dan Barry, you know, if um argument's sake like John Cena is on a show. Like I go, I go people to that show. Dan Barry and John Cena, absolutely. Yeah, fucking main. But like <laughs> I let's say I'm in the fourth match, he's the main, right? Like they didn't pay to see the fourth match. They right. paid to see the main. Like, don't be a fucking idiot. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, but otherwise, the parallel is the same. Like, if I just started running off to you, like, when you first start, uh, you get very little time, and you have to sell tickets to get on the show. And if you get in the show, eventually somebody might put you on a show that they put together. And 
uh, when you get put in the show, but together, you might not get paid or they'll give you gas and tolls, but right. you're really using it for the experience. And then really, actually, what I want you to do is to drive this guy to the show. If you drive the guy to the show, there's a chance you're going to get on the show, but you <laughs> might not get in the show. Yeah. Always be ready to go up every single time. Always have everything you need with you. So if you ever have to go on stage, you're always going to be able to go on stage. Da, 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 da. Which one am I talking about? Yeah. It's the same. It's all the same. It's just... The so, drama doesn't change, only the scenery does. That's yeah. real life. Well, and also, um, we were talking about this earlier, because you were like, I'll do I'll do a shit gig if it pays with comedy, because like, uh, even if it's bad, it's Rent never as due. bad as like bad wrestling, kind of. Like, where, where are you, where are you, this was just an interesting conversation we were yeah. having earlier. Yeah, I, I price myself out, I price myself out at any show, depending on how bad it's going to be, based on the idea that like... So, like, a corporate gig is a lot less fun than, like, a club, right? But I've had a lot of fun on a corporate gig. So, to me, it's like, uh, let's see where it is. Like, if I'm doing it for a room full of lawyers, like, oh, rest assured, this is going to be the most expensive payday I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Wrestling, um, you look at it from the, do I want to do this drive? Are they going to fly me? Are they going to do this? Are they gonna do that? You start breaking it down. It's a similar concept. But, like, for me... Um, if you're going to a gig you really don't like, you're going to be really hurt afterwards anyway. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. do I want to limp this week based on a good payday but a shitty show? Or do I want to limp this week on a bad payday? You know. And so what you're saying is you would rather be, you would rather like be emotionally hurt by bombing a comedy than be <sighs> physically hurt doing a shitty wrestling show. Depends on the week. Uh, right? Cause, no, but you know what I mean? Like... Uh, Suffering from depression, right? Like if you have like a real <laughs> bad weekend, yeah, that's a your bad weekends emotionally can be sometimes way worse than your bad weekends physically. Yeah. So I've had like real bad week. I did a show uh, for a group. I I got like Mick Foley to do the comedy show with me, and I got like my other friend John to come do the comedy show with me, and we all ate shit for two hours, all of us, and it was like that was awful. We were in Shelter Island, Long Island. It was terrible. I'm like, man, that was fucking terrible i've done like a senior citizen home where you're like i don't even know why i'm doing this i'm just <laughs> they don't fucking care about me like they don't want me to hear me imagine doing stand up at a senior care home i've done it it's awful Ooh. i've done it they brought me in they brought me and two other people in and we ate shit for an hour and a half and was like well i've also I wrestled it. the worst like, the thought process with that because like comedy is known as being inherently nihilistic and like cheer these people up who are gonna die in five years like yeah. what the worst that's when you definitely stick to your time in the world <laughs> oh yeah that I've definitely done those gigs where it's like okay I'm booked for 30 how much time can I do where they won't get mad at me but I don't have to do 30 my, like if I do like my 20 feels like 40 so I'm yeah still exactly <laughs> the, the fucking worst feeling in the world is five minutes into a set that you know is not gonna get better and yeah. you have like 30 more minutes to do it is this is why I shit out on doing comedy. Like, completely. Like, I was three minutes into, like, a seven-minute mic once, and I was just like, all right, guys, I think I'm quitting comedy, and then I was just done. <laughs> it was on my birthday. My favorite. Man, this is a parallel thing. Yeah, like, it yeah. never ends. Never ends. I, I've done a mic definitely where it's like, I was up there, I was like, uh, I'm going to go short on my mic set. It's <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah. Man, I'm not feeling watching you guys judge me for my fucking shitty jokes that I know are shitty. Like, I know oh. I only have two minutes, but I'm doing a quick 45 seconds yeah. on this one. I'll I have see one you later. joke. Here's what it is. That's it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan Barry, thank you so much for joining us. This hey, is no so problem. fun. Uh, Please come back. Please come back. Uh, we now have a list of shitty movies to watch. Yeah. Oh I'm my very God. excited. Report back every week on Twitter. <laughs> Please watch The Boy Next Door. It's 
incredible. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for the next time you come on, which is just going to be Rachel asking you questions about Smash. Yeah. It's going to be uh, really yeah. good. I'm not going to put people through that. I'm not going to put people through <laughs> that. I really get through. I'll tell you offline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. We have a Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash WrestleSplania if you want to help support uh, all of the just very important work that we do. I'm doing good journalism. <laughs> <laughs> we talked uh, about my butt. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know more so about... So much. We talked about your ass in so many different ways <laughs> about people's butts give us some money we also have a discord and bonus episodes and commentary tracks on there uh russellsplania at gmail.com russellsplania on twitter uh say hello and uh dan do you have anything you want to plug sure so uh the 21st i'll be in wild zero wrestling in syracuse new york Ooh. on november 3rd i'll be in binghamton new york for excite wrestling on uh, November 10th, I'll be in OTT in Dublin, Ireland. Hey! hey you're doing it. And then keep tuned for uh, Monday, November 26th. Something exciting. Something yeah. exciting? Yep. Keep okay. an eye out. All right. Thanks Dan, for listening, Thank you guys. so much. Hey, no problem. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.